We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. Uh, I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is TJ Inman, and we're ready to break down a busy June uh, for the Indiana Hoosiers that saw IU uh, gain four commitments uh, with several others pending. Uh, We'll talk about all four commitments, what they bring uh, to the recruiting class, where this recruiting class stands in the Big Ten and nationally, uh, and who might be next uh, to to pull the trigger for IU. Uh, It was a big big June recruiting-wise. The dead period was lifted. It goes back into effect in July, which is its normal schedule. Uh, so, you know, college football recruiting has uh, kind of returned uh, to normalcy and, and we'll see uh, where it goes from there. So, all right. Uh, we have a word from our ad at Spotify Green, uh, Green Room, a live audio only sports talk platform, uh, free to download and to, to use. You could talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders. Uh, in real time, it's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Uh, share our your own experiences um, with other people as well. I have not used this app, but I've used similar apps, and it's and it's very very fun. Spotify Greenroom is a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Um, you can join, start, or join ongoing conversations. Uh, and we'll see. So all you need to do is download uh, the Spotify Greenroom app, which is free on the iOS and Android app store. Create a profile, link to Twitter, uh, and join your group. Uh, and we'll be uh, we'll see if we're going to go live on Greenroom uh, this year. But TJ, uh, one, how are you doing? It's been a couple weeks since since we've talked, and it's been a couple big weeks. Uh, how are you doing? And you know, what are your initial thoughts on, on the month of June for Indiana football? Yeah, great to be on back uh, talking Indiana football in some sense. Certainly, uh, we're kind of gearing up to begin our uh, 2021 preview shows. But first up, you got to deal with recruiting. And so far, uh, the class is assembling pretty nicely for Indiana. Certainly, you're not going to get everybody uh, that you're after, but uh, the IU staff does appear to be getting, you know, a decent number of their top targets. We're going to talk about some of those today. Uh, joining Desan McCullough, uh, that, that was kind of the early um, sort of exclamation point for this class, kind of a, a catalyst to really get things going. And, um, you know, one thing that stands out to me is having a player like him who is, you know, a top 50 
player in the country, depending on what service you're looking at rankings-wise. Uh, having a player like him being a online social media presence and a presence on the visits because he's a coach's kid, he can be there. Uh, I think it is a really uh, priceless resource for Indiana to be able to have to help build this class. Uh, it's really stood out to me how much Desan McCullough is out there engaging with the rest of the targets in this class, trying to bring them to Bloomington with him. Yeah. And it's, you know, you look at the recruiting class and it's sitting at 37th nationally and 10th in the big 10. Um, right. But I think I use in the top five, four uh, in the big 10, but based on average, um, average player ranking, uh, their average player ranking right now is 88 uh, is point eight, eight, nine, five. Uh, what we like to do is just move that decimal point over two spots, 88.95 last year, it was 86.6. So you could see it, the talent is coming to Bloomington. You have two uh, four-star uh, commits in, in Deshaun McCullough, as you mentioned, Treviel uh, Mart, uh, Mullen, uh, as well as a four-star. Uh, and then, you know, Richard Thomas is a high three-star. Josh Hoover, who we'll talk about here in a second. Um, it's kind of an underrated prospect out of Texas. Uh, Carter Smith has the potential to move up into a four-star rating. He's a, uh, you know, mid to high three-star right now. Uh, Isaiah Jones is, is the fourth guy who committed this month as well, and he's an 85.65. So you look at these these commits and you have two of the top six all time, uh, highest recruits in, in Mullen and McCullough. Uh, and I don't like using all that stuff. Um, as you know, great. Did, did they produce, I mean, Don Booth and, and guys that Taj Williams is counted as seventh and he never played a snap for IU. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt, uh, where it was, but, you know, the talent is coming into Bloomington. Uh, let's go through, let's start with, uh, with Trevell Mullen. He's the brother of Tylen Mullen. Uh, he, according to people, is supposed to be the best of the Mullen brothers. One was a MVP of the national championship game for, for Clemson and is now playing with the Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. The other, Tylen Mullen, he's All-American as a um, – as a sophomore, so, you know, if he doesn't have to be better than them, but if he can play to their potential, uh, Trevell yeah. Nolan's going to be pretty good. Well, I, you know, what jumps out immediately, and, you know, we are not talent evaluator experts. I mean, uh, but, you know, it's, it's apparent when you watch his highlights, what he does that you're looking for in a corner. Uh locates the ball really well he's really quick and shifty uh in sticking to receivers and then makes plays on the ball i mean much like his brother uh taiwan that we have seen you know just the competitive nature to make plays on the ball and refuse to get beaten that's that's an invaluable trait to have for a defensive back and i think if we can get anything remotely close to what Taiwan has given Indiana so far in terms of leadership, in terms of attitude, and in terms of on-field production, 
uh, he's going to be a tremendous asset for the Hoosiers. Um, so to be able to, you know, clearly his brother loves the experience that he's having with, with Tom Allen and his staff. You're never going to get a more honest evaluation of a program and whether or not, you know, hey, little brother, should you come here or not? You're never going to get a more honest evaluation than you are from an older brother. And Taiwan clearly is loving his experience and was able to convey that to Travell Mullen. Uh, he comes to Indiana, choosing the Hoosiers over a ton of high majors uh, and really powerful football programs. So the second four-star in this class, joining Desan McCullough, um, you know, the pessimist could say, well, yeah, but, you know, both of those have family connections and, you know, how excited should we get about that? You're right. There are family connections there, but so what? I mean, that's part of it, you know, and if those family connections help you land prospects because those other family members clearly believe in Tom Allen and the direction of the IU football program, I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, and, you know, the, the brother connection is an obvious one, but IU recruited him really, really hard. Um, yep. And, and you know, the entire time. Yeah, and your your doubters will say, well, McCullough's only there because of his dad and his brothers, and Mullen's only there uh, because of his Mullen or uh, because of his brother, uh, Tywin. Let's move down to Josh Hoover. He's the quarterback recruit. He's out of Texas. He's yeah. uh, you know, smaller quarterbacks out of Texas have had very good success. Um, in the Big Ten, and one of them comes to mind is Drew Brees. Uh, but Hoover is 6'1", 206. He's put up fantastic numbers uh, statistically uh, there. He's a, a three-star quarterback. He fits what what Indiana wants to do uh, with their quarterback position. What are your thoughts on – I know you're high on, on Josh Hoover. What are your thoughts and bringing him into a room with um, – you know, you potentially have Michael Penix, you have Jack Tuttle, uh, Donovan McCulley, and um, Dexter Williams as well. It's difficult to recruit to that position because it's one of the few positions, if not the only one in football, that you know there's only one guy that's going to play. Now, you can compete and beat out that guy and the other ones in the room to be QB1, uh, or there can be injuries, which we've seen in Indiana. Uh, but for the most part, you know, unless you are the top quarterback, you're not going to be the starter. So it's difficult when you've got Michael Penix, which not going to really be a consideration for Josh Hoover. Um, Penix will be gone by the time Josh Hoover is ready to play. Uh, however, you've got four-star Donovan McCauley ahead of you, you've got Dexter Williams ahead of you, and you've got Jack Tuttle, uh, former four-star ahead of you. And I say ahead of you just in terms of, you know, class uh, when they're coming in. Josh Hoover clearly not scared off by that. Um, I think what, what intrigues you about him is, number one, the competition level. Uh, he played at Rockwall Heath High School in, in Texas. Uh, that's in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It's in the largest uh, you know, football classification for Texas. So he's playing terrific talent 
you know, every single week. It, it might not be the best in the country. Uh, Florida probably would surpass it, kind of the, um, a few areas in Florida, but, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas, almost as talent-rich as you're going to get in terms of football. So he's playing that every week, and he's excelling. 36 touchdowns last season. Um, on his highlight film, you know, Rockwell Heath, like every other school in Texas, plays that spread offense, and he has a really good touch on his deep ball. Not a cannon for an arm. Um, you know, he's not Michael Penix. However, I do think he has a, a very good arm, um, and he's – you know, I'll probably catch some flack for saying this because I know he's the in-state kid, but as far as quarterback just prospects go as a quarterback right now, I think Josh Hooper is better than Donovan McCauley. Um, I think he has a, a more refined arm. I think he is more accurate. Uh, I think his mechanics are a little bit better in terms of his footwork. Um, I think Josh Hooper is, is better at those things right now than Donovan McCauley. Now, He's not the athlete that McCauley is, and he does not have the size that McCauley does. You know, if Josh Hoover was 6'4", he's probably a four-star prospect and likely not coming to Indiana. I mean, a a four-star kid in Dallas-Fort Worth is probably not leaving the state of Texas, Uh, but he's 6'1". So that gets him to Indiana. He did have offers from schools in Texas, uh, believes in the IU staff and wanted to come be a part of this. I I think it's a terrific get and just about as good as you were going to do at that position, given the depth chart for Indiana right now. Um, I, I do think that Josh Hoover is going to have a chance by the time he is say a redshirt sophomore, um, to, to contend for that starting position. That's a long way away, but he does have the, the tools, really everything you're looking for outside of height. He's not a great athlete, but he is a good enough one that can make plays, extend plays with his legs. Uh, I like Josh Huber quite a bit, and I think a lot of it comes from that competition level. You know, I've got a lot of confidence that if you're putting up those numbers against big schools in Dallas-Fort Worth, you're pretty good. Yeah, you know, Texas and Dallas area, that, that's the real deal uh, for high school football um, there. Uh, moving on, uh, let's go down to Carter Smith. Uh, he's offensive tackle, 6'6", 275, uh, rated three stars at 88 uh, or 85.99. He's from Olentangy Liberty, which is the same school as Hunter Littlejohn. Uh, it's great to see IU go back to schools where they've had success uh, recruiting yep. people, especially in Ohio, which has really good uh, high school football as well. Uh, he's a guy I really like on the offensive line. Uh, he's big. He's tough. Um, he had plenty of offers uh, coming out as well. Um you know, IU beat out Northwestern, Tennessee, Virginia, um, as well there. So, and he had offers from like Auburn um, and schools like that. So uh, Indiana's playing in the deep end of the pool uh, in, in terms of recruiting, and, and they're winning some of these battles. And I think Carter Smith 
down the road is, you know, as long as Darren Hiller shows that he can um, develop the talent that they have, because uh, they do have some some solid young uh, linemen that have been in the pipeline for a while and, and they needed to be developed, but the talent was there. So if, if he could show that he could develop the talent, Carter Smith is, is going to be, um, you know, one of those foundation pieces on the, on the offensive line. Uh, what are your thoughts on Carter Smith? It was a big get because I, I think a fair criticism um, of IU's kind of recruiting efforts so far, criticism might be a bit too harsh, but a, a fair concern um, is that the defensive side of this class is shaping up to be truly outstanding. And the early returns, as far as commits goes, was trending, you know, a lot of defense. Uh, right now, Josh Hoover and then now Carter Smith, they're the only two offensive guys uh, committed. So it was really important for IU to get one of their top, if not their top, uh, offensive line prospect, and not just any offensive line prospect, but a tackle prospect uh, with the measurables that you're looking for at that position from the state of Ohio. Uh, it's a very good, you know, good program that, uh, that, again, they play a lot of good competition, so you know you're not getting just a, uh, the English term for this would be flat track bully, uh, you know, referring to a guy that just beats up on inferior competition. But when he's going up against, you know, good competition, true colors show, and there's just not much there. Uh, with the guys in the end is bringing in like Carter Smith or a Josh Hoover, that's not a concern. You know that they're playing good competition every week, which is going to make them better. And it's going to show you on those evaluations what it is that you're getting. Uh, Carter Smith has the frame Right now, he's only listed at 275, which not a big concern because Indiana set themselves up to where Carter Smith is not going to have to come in here and start as a freshman. He's not going to have to start as a redshirt freshman. He might be good enough to earn that, but it's not going to be a necessity. Uh, and that's a, a big change that we've seen over the past you know, five to six years as the program has developed you don't need guys to come in and start as true freshmen on the offensive line. They can develop, and by the time they're redshirt sophomores, redshirt juniors, you know, they are, in Carter Smith's case, you're going to look at somebody that's probably 6'6", 305, 310 pounds, something like that. And that's going to be a Big Ten-sized offensive tackle with good movement, good athleticism. You know, he plays volleyball, uh, which – just shows you that there's some athleticism there, um, possibly some explosion in terms of you know getting off the floor, moving his feet. Uh, there's a lot to like there, and I think Indiana, in the end, did beat out Tennessee was his other main choice. That's big time, and uh, I think that that's a trend that we're seeing throughout this class, and I use recent classes. They're not beating out Mac schools for guys anymore. They're beating out other Power Five bowl programs like Northwestern, like Tennessee, like Missouri, like, um, you know, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, uh, you know, in, in Trevell Mullen's case and McCullough's case, beating out Ohio State, Miami, Florida State, you know, Clemson, all kinds of big programs that are after these guys. I use beating them out. 
And when you do that consistently, not every player is going to be a hit. But when you do it consistently, you are upping your talent level significantly. And I think Carter Smith's another example of that. Building that depth on the offensive line, not every player is going to be what you hope for them to be when they sign. But when you've got 10 options that are all power five talents coming out of high school, as long as you have a competent coaching staff, you're going to find, you know, that rotation of six to seven offensive linemen to be, you know, top big 10 quality. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's where, you know, Indiana struggled last year in the field was on the offensive line in both the running game and in pass protection. Michael Penix was under pressure. Uh, it seemed every uh, drop back. Finally, the fourth and final commit of, um, I've, you know, since at the time of uh, a recording is Isaiah Jones. He's a linebacker out of London, Ohio. He's 6'2", 215 pounds. Uh, he's rated as a three-star. He is uh, an 85.65. He, um, he was named the Central Buckeye Conference Defensive Player of the Year. He was first-team all-conference, first-team all-district. Uh, you know, he had 63 tackles last year, five-and-a-half sacks. Uh, and so he's a productive player. He's kind of under – under-recruited. Um, he did have offers from Minnesota, Duke, Wake Forest, Cincinnati, a whole bunch of MAC schools like Akron, Ball State, uh, Bowling Green, and Western Michigan. Um, so it's, you know, all these linebackers, IU does a terrific job of developing linebackers because if you go back a couple of years uh, and our discussion about Micah McFadden, uh, he was a very, very, very productive player at Plant High School in Tampa but he wasn't really highly recruited. The knock on him was he wasn't fast enough to be, uh, you know, a power five linebacker. Uh, and now he's an all American. Um, and, you know, the, you knew he had good football instincts because anytime you make 300 tackles in the season, you kind of have to have good instincts. Uh, but with Aaron Wellman and the IU strength and, and conditioning staff and the coaching staff and, what they do to develop guys, you know, if you have those football instincts and, you know, you, you show you're coachable and your, you know, your measurables can be improved, then, you know, Indiana could turn you into an all American linebacker. And it's been pretty impressive what they did with Michael, Mike, Micah McFadden. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Isaiah Jones? That that commitment surprised me quite a bit. He wasn't a guy that was, you know, quite on our uh, radar, you know, but linebacker was a position that, you know, Caden Turner was the, you know, first commit in this class, another linebacker. Um, it, we didn't really expect all that many other linebackers to be considered. Um, but Isaiah Jones clearly was a player that they liked quite a bit. Uh, brought him in for a visit and got him to commit. Um, we are seeing a, a type in, in Indiana's kind of uh, targeting of linebackers. They're looking for good athletes, instinctive football players that it sounds cliche saying this, but have a nose for the football, productive tackling machines. Um, 
I, I think that they have really loved the production, obviously, uh, and the type of player that they found in Micah McFadden. And I, I think if Tom Allen could clone linebackers, I think he would clone Mike McFadden again and again and have that type of linebacker in the middle of his defense over and over. Um, you know, I think that that's the profile that he's going to shoot for. You can't have that across the board. Those There's not that many of those guys that exist. But watching Isaiah Jones, he does remind me quite a bit of um, – like a, a Wisconsin linebacker or a, a Northwestern linebacker, guys that um, I'm, a, I'm attempting not to be kind of the, the race cliches of, oh, white linebacker, therefore he's Micah McFadden. Therefore, you know, but he, he is incredibly productive. And I, I think watching his highlight film, um, a guy that always does seem to be in the right place, taking good angles and finishing on tackles. But something that the, uh, a couple of the scouting reports that I read, um, he is actually a, a pretty good athlete in his kind of um, testing numbers when he's run, you know, things like 40s or anything like that. He has tested out very well. Um, so, I think him and Caden Turner both, and that probably, you know, sets Indiana at linebacker. Plus you've got the son McCullough, which is kind of a um, jack of all trades guy in the defense. You can line up anywhere, but with Turner, Isaiah Jones, those are going to be the only two true linebackers that they take in this class. Uh, I, I still think that we'll talk about the, you know, the rest of the needs for the class, but, I think the staff's going to be incredibly happy getting Turner and Jones uh, just because of what they project to become. Again, they're not going to have to play right away, but their, their tackling numbers uh, stand out to you. And they're, they're guys that that production tends to translate from one level to the next. If you know how to tackle, you'll have a spot within the defense. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you see IU now has kind of separated the bull position from defensive line and linebacker. They, they moved some linebackers like Aaron Casey down uh, and, and things like that. So I think they're, they're being more specific um, in, in um, you know, positions that they're, they're recruiting. Uh, they have several guys who are recruited to play the bull uh, like Richard Thomas uh, that, you know, could be classified as, as a linebacker as well. But I think that now that, you know, they have enough talent um, and, and depth to, to really focus on, you know, it's no longer let's get the best guy possible. It's let's get somebody who really fits this position and let's get the best person who fits at that position. Uh, instead of, hey, let's just go get the most talented guy and plug him in, you know, where we think he he may – uh, be able to fit. Um, all right, TJ. In a minute, we'll move on to who might be the next uh, the next guys to pop in in favor of IU and what uh, and what needs IU needs to do, uh, Phil, uh, before the December signing day. But first, 
Uh, let's get a word from our friends over at Kansas City Steaks. Kansas City Steak Company wants to make uh, this your best grilling se season ever. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to U USDA Prime to hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill these are steakhouse quality steaks aged to perfection. They make it easy. Each order is flash frozen and delivered directly. Satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Enjoy their butter tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year, so enjoy being together again by bringing the steakhouse to your house with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD. At checkout, that's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. And finally, again, uh, our friends over at Spotify Green Room. If you enjoy talking with experts and friends about about games, it's a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. You could start or join uh, ongoing conversations. It's a free app. All you need to do is download it on Spotify Green Room uh, in the iOS and Android app store create a profile link your twitter and away you'll go all right tj who's going to be next um there iu has a, a bunch of irons in the fire um and our friend matt weaver over at pigs uh put in a crystal ball for ryan miller uh, a tight end uh he put in that crystal ball yesterday um who might be next is ryan miller the next guy off the board or is it somebody um, along the lines of, uh, you know, a Jacoby Spells or James Mons, uh, guys who put, you know, their, their commitment date at, uh, on July 4th. Uh, well, when Matt Weaver puts in crystal ball picks, um, he tends to do so with, you know, information that something is imminent. So, um, it's not something he plays around with and just makes random guesses on. Uh, I would say that there's a pretty good chance that Ryan Miller uh, will be, you know, committing to the Hoosiers sometime fairly soon. Six-six uh, tight end. That's a position IU needs to pick up somebody at. Um, he's much in the mold of, you know, current Indiana tight ends like AJ Barner. Uh, definitely a receiving target not so much as a blocker. Um, but beyond that, I think Indiana does want to take another offensive lineman. Um, you know, there's some candidates out there for that. I think probably the top target that they would have would be DJ Moore or Demon Moore uh, from Fort Wayne Snyder. IU has a lot of guys from Fort Wayne on the roster right now. Uh, a lot of offensive linemen actually from Fort Wayne and, you know, Moore would be an inside guy, definitely a, a bigger guard. Um, I know the Hoosiers brought the, the position that they're still going to be the most activity on uh, would probably be wide receiver. Uh, Indiana is looking at losing uh, at least two, possibly three wideouts. Uh, after this season and you know there's 
a lot of younger guys that they do like, but you've got to restock that cabinet, restock that depth. Um, I think you're in really good shape with Omar Cooper, uh, four-star from Indianapolis, Donovan McCauley's teammate at Lawrence North High School. Uh, it's going to be either West Virginia or Indiana as IU and the Mountaineers continue to go head-to-head -head on a lot of targets. Um, Omar Cooper, I know Greg Gaines from Florida, another four-star kid. Um, I think Sean Miller is a possibility uh, from IMG Academy. Um, he was on a visit here recently. Kind of those three jump out at you. Jalen Lucas was on a visit as well this past week. He's more of an athlete, running back type. He joined uh, James Jointer, who's currently committed to Arkansas uh, as a running back. He's a, both of them bring a lot of speed. Um, that's the thing that those two have in common, Jalen Lucas and James Jointer. Uh, Lucas would be more of a change of pace back, lot wide out, kick return, punt return kind of weapon, while James Jointer would be kind of a, a feature back, if you will. Um, we'll see if one of those or both of those join the class. Again, that's kind of more on the offensive side of the ball still to come. On defense, certainly you mentioned Jacoby Spells, uh, another four-star kid that him and Travell Mullen, very good friends, and they've been kind of the two uh, top targets at defensive back for Indiana. Where it gets a little complicated is IU probably only wants to take two corners. If Spells commits, what happens with James Mons, who is, you know, also a uh, cornerback from Florida, a guy that IU likes, but probably not as high on the board um, as Jacoby Spells. So, you know, what do you do with that? They're going to announce their commitment, you know, right around the same time. So I, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out with Spells and Mons. Does IU get one of them? Do they get both of them? The unfortunate situation would be if Spells goes elsewhere, Mons feels like he wasn't, you know, recruited quite hard enough, seen as much as a target, he goes elsewhere, and you've only got, you know, uh, Travell Mullen lined up. So um, not sure how that plays out, but that will be interesting to watch. And then, you know, you're looking for a safety, maybe two. Uh, IU's got Anthony Brown and Alfonso Allen, who Allen's committed right now to Arizona State. Um, but Herm Edwards and his staff are in some hot water over recruiting sanctions, so uh, or allegations, I should say. Um, uh, their whole administration's in the, in hot water. That, that it's a mess over there. Yeah, which is not entirely shocking um, at all. But the, how does that impact Alfonso Allen's commitment to Arizona State? He's taking visits. So he's listening. Uh, he's another four-star player from Florida. Uh, I use pipeline to Florida, certainly playing out again in this class. Uh, and then finally, you know, on the defensive line, IU has a lot of irons in the fire. You mentioned that phrase earlier. I'll repeat it because there are a lot of high-profile targets 
the question is how many can you go from legit high interest to a commitment? Uh, right now, you're looking at going down the list, Caden Curry, Nigelic Kelly, Joe Strickland, Curry and Strickland, both from Indiana, both, you know, four stars, Curry, darn near a five-star. He's an incredible player. I, I still find it hard to believe that he ends up at IU. I think he'll end up pulling the trigger for somebody like Ohio State uh, or Clemson, but who knows? IU definitely has his attention. Just a matter of yeah. getting over that finishing line. Uh, Joe Strickland, a lower four-star, but another very good prospect. Um, and then two Florida kids, you know, Zane Durant and Jamari Lyons. Durant looks like he's probably going to Miami, and Jamari Lyons, you know, no clue yet on that. Um, it'd be great if IU could land a couple of those guys. Realistically, you're hoping for one of them. Um, and then that gets you up to, you know, probably somewhere around 19 or 20 players, uh, which will pretty much do it for this class. Because again, you always want to save a little bit of room possibly for portal guys. Um, that's a new reality for recruiting. You know, you've got that that second recruiting cycle that you need to worry about both keeping your own players, the ones that you really want to keep, uh, and then attracting, you know, some veteran talent to supplement your roster. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting, I would say, next probably 10 days uh, as guys have taken visits and then maybe take a, a weekend to, to digest and, and talk with their families and choose you know, who they're going to commit to. And then you'll have another wait as the dead period sets in and guys, you know, wait for uh, senior year visits where they can come take visits on game weekends and take in the atmosphere of, of that and decide where they want to play. Um, I, I would think IU is going to have another uh, maybe three or four commits here in the next uh, week or so before we hit that dead period again. Yeah, it's the the transfer portal is starting to play a, a huge role in, in recruiting. And there's just there's not enough scholarship spots right. uh, for for players available. And so, you know, maybe that puts a little bit more pressure on the high school kids uh, who, you know, you're going to see a trickle down effect of, you know, players, veteran players who enter the transfer portal from other schools, going to power five schools or, or moving up a level um, and things like that. And, and, you know, your opportunities at a high school to play power five football are, are kind of going to shrink. So, you know, the pre look, the five-star guys and the four-star guys are, are going to go where they're going to go. Um, but it's those, you know, mid to high three stars and, and some other people who might see that effect where if they don't pull the trigger, they're going to end up either down a level, um, it, you know, it, in terms of, of conferences or, or maybe down into the FCS. And then you see the FCS teams who don't have as many scholarships as, as the FBS, uh, you know, maybe they go 
you know, D2, uh, D3, NAIA. So, you know, it's, you might be passing up an, an opportunity to have your education paid for um, to, to maybe go to a higher, you know, maybe Miami offers you, maybe, uh, and, and things like that. So it'll be really interesting to watch. Um, I think, you know, to me, I, I feel pretty good about IU's receiving room, especially with the class they brought in last year. Yeah, you're probably losing DJ Matt. You're losing DJ Matthews, Ty Fry Fogel, and um, the kid from Texas A&M who transferred in. Uh, yeah. You know, th- those are the three that you're probably going to lose. You, you're going to lose, probably going to lose three tight ends too, in Hendershot, Bjorsen, and Cam Taylor. And Cam Taylor and, and Matt Bjorsen are more of the blocking style tight ends, which I think IU needs, especially if they continue to have trouble on the offensive line. They need that tight end who could be a sixth offensive lineman uh, like that and, and let these skill guys, you know, give Michael Penix time to throw to these skill guys or whoever the quarterback is in, in two or three years down the road. So, you know, to me, wide receivers not a huge priority and you could always go into the transfer portal and pull somebody out um, as well. To me, you got to recruit guys on the offense and defensive line and the defensive line looks pretty solid right now. And if you could land some of these, these guys that IU has, has on the line, uh, your offensive line should be pretty solid as well. So that does it for today's podcast. TJ, final thoughts. I, I think we talked, you know, as long ago as like April uh, when the visit list for June started to get circulated, uh, that it was going to be a big, you know, June for Indiana football recruiting. And it has been, you know, the visits have occurred. Um, guys have come away, you know, talking about being very impressed, really liking it. Number of, of very good commitments. Uh, that were, you know, we're not, at least I'm not sitting here saying, oh, this is a great player. This is a great player. For me, it is who has the staff targeted as kind of, this is our top pick or our top one or two picks for this position. And IU staff is getting a lot of the guys that they targeted as their top priorities at defensive back, offensive line, uh, linebacker, defensive line, quarterback. Um, they are getting a lot of those guys and we're coming up on decisions for, you know, some other of those top targets. I think that so far the class is kind of assembling itself as we had hoped. Um, and, you know, it might not have an effect on the field for the next year or two, uh, but you, know, you have to capitalize on the momentum that IU football has right now as a program and continue to build it by increasing your talent level across the board, stacking those classes so that you can build the program uh, at the level that you want it to become. Um, For me, what we are seeing on paper is a, a pretty good class assembling with the potential, with some more commitments from those top targets to become the best class on paper that IU football's ever had. And that's really exciting. Yeah, and it's the rankings might not show 
how good this class really is because it's it, I, it's not going to be a full class. And I think Matt Weaver has made that clear in our podcast a, a few times. Um, right. Yeah. Just looking, to that, looking at that average, like you yeah, did. Yeah. You you look at the average uh, and things like that. Now I, I wish you could sort uh, on the two four seven website by average things like that. But yeah, it, it's it's shaping up to be the best class ever, which we keep saying um, every year. It is the best class ever this best because it is and you know this will be you know three or four years that iu has stacked really good classes on top of each other now you're seeing it pay off um you know on 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 the field and and in the win-loss column i think the next step for indiana is to start you know they, they plucked a few guys from you know ohio state uh, michigan penn state you know get the guys like Caden Curry uh, and Joe Strickland in Indiana to, to stay in state um, if they want to, um, you know, it's a, you can't blame a kid for saying, Hey, I, I've been in Indiana my whole life. I want to try something new. Um, but don't, you know, don't, you got to give them your shot and you got to start landing some of them. Uh, it, it generates, you know, fan interest in state as well. Um, you know, Center Grove's really not that far from Bloomington. Um, Joe Strickland's at Burbuff in Indy. So it's, you know, people yeah. want to root for those local kids. And, you know, it, it'll help build the fan base as well. All right, TJ, that does it for today's podcast. Thank you for joining me. Uh, we'll get down to our conference previews and breakdowns uh, here in the next few weeks. It is uh, July starting on thursday so it's our final month without college football and then uh then we'll start up so it's been a uh, a long off season but recruiting's back football's a month away um right around a month away and uh we'll uh you know we'll, we'll get there yep yep slowly but surely i know uh the hot summer hang in there everybody we appreciate you listening and uh you know, sticking with us throughout the off season. We'll get into our preview stuff coming up. And as always, try to give you good stuff to get you through the summer. Yep. Uh, keep coming back to HoosierHuddle.com. We're on day 67 of our countdown to kickoff. Um, keep coming back. We have our daily countdown to kickoff. We have our first glance previews as well. Uh, we've previewed the opener against Iowa, the home opener against uh, Idaho, TJ, you did um, since the Cincinnati game last week and coming up, we have Western Kentucky uh, as right. well coming out on Friday. So keep coming back. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. Follow us on Instagram as well at Hoosier underscore huddle. Uh, we are on Facebook. Just search Hoosier huddle uh, as well. And in July, we do have a surprise coming for our fans, uh, our readers, and, and things like that. I'm uh, pretty sure that you guys will uh, enjoy what we have coming for you uh, as well. So keep keep t- uh, keep in tune, and uh, we'll be back with our conference previews uh, later in July. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. 
or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 